Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hello, and welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. This week, oh, I'm so pumped for this episode. You guys, I've had LCK, aka Lori Christine King, on the show before. We talked a ton about nutrition. We talked about hormones and just like really dove deep into that world. And I had her back because we changed the name. Her and I have become pretty good friends, and I just wanted to kind of riff on something different. So she had sent out an email that was talking about feeling burnt and just kind of sharing that with her audience. And so I invited her to be back on the show so we could kind of talk a little bit about it, you know, like burnout, self-care, what it's like to run businesses and, you know, try to pour into other people's cups. So this is a really cool episode. I'm just always so happy to be able to talk with her. Before we get into that, I just wanted to share a couple things with you guys. One, as you know, my nutrition program, Busy Body, is closing enrollment on Friday midnight. Super stoked to get people into this program, like no restrictions, just eating and enjoying life and reaching your goals in a sustainable, healthy way. And I'm just really excited to be able to teach more people about this and get them off the friggin' roller coaster that is diet culture and the diet industry. So that is happening this week. And also, I wanted to share with you guys, as some of you who may have seen in my stories, and I've talked about it so many times before, I have been taking this supplement for a little over a year. It's called Hormone Master, and it's from the company Nuputix. And it has, oh my goodness, has it helped. It's been such a game changer. I was having a very irregular cycle after coming off of hormonal birth control, and I kind of just like let it go for far too long. And finally, it just got to the point where it was like alarm bells were ringing in my head. And I realized I need to figure out what to do about this. You know, my period was really irregular. I was having PMS symptoms for like two weeks with nothing happening and two to three weeks. And I was just miserable. And I am more of a natural person first before I just go straight to a doctor. I'm always going to try to attack it naturally first. And then we start going to the doctor and the naturopath and whatnot. But I took this supplement, the hormone master, and within two weeks, it was like snap. I was right back on a 28 day cycle. And since then, just like my mood has improved, my energy and my cycle is regular. And I just feel like a normal freaking person now. And sometimes it's just that simple. So I've been taking that for over a year now. And I started recently taking their stress master and then also their inflammation master just for days after I have like really heavy workouts, just things like that. And I reached out to them and got a code for you guys because I 
share it all the time. And I always have people ask me questions about it and they go ahead and order. So I figured if people are ordering this because I'm sending you there, then let me see if I can save you a few bucks. So if you go to nuputixhealth.com, it's N-U-P-E-U-T-I-C-S health.com and you just make your purchase. If you use code EXTALROSE, X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E, then it will save you some money on these supplements. But like I said, it's a friggin' game changer for me. It has helped me so much. They have a huge array of products to try, just all natural and just microbiome master, digestive health, like just so many different things for what ails you. So always talk to your doctor before taking something new. Don't just take my word for it. I am not a doctor, but... (laughs) I use these supplements. I love them. And I hope you guys, if you try them, you love them too. And if you are already getting them, go ahead and use my code to save yourself some money. I don't know why I keep saying money like that. Save yourself some money. (laughs) But that's all I have for you guys. I hope you're having an awesome week. And I hope that you enjoy this episode with LCK as much as I enjoyed recording it with her. Okay, guys, today on the Self Love Breakfast Club, I am super pumped because we have a return guest, LCK, Lori Christine. Hey. <laughs> and she's been on before. She was on the Rebel Babe Cave back when it was that, and we had such a good time. Basically, became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> became friends and then I was like I have to have you back and I'm super pumped to have you here so thank you for making the time so grateful for you BFF of the year <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and skip goals gratitude and badassery just because like we've done it and we have some other stuff I want to dig on into so uh, let's talk about that email you sent the other day <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I think it's so funny because I had like a couple personal friends message me and they're like, hey, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, sometimes it feels really good to just word vomit your feelings rather than pay hundreds of dollars to go to therapy and, you know, and talk to a stranger. Sometimes I think that with social media, people are just seeing highlight reels, right? They're seeing, yeah. oh my God, new programs. Oh my God, new products. Oh my God, doing you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's like people don't see the behind the scenes and people don't see the grind and the hard work that comes with bringing things to the table. And so it's like, I think it's something that I've always tried to do. And especially maybe this is just coming from a background of nutrition coaching and knowing that there's so many people in the nutrition and fitness and wellness space. But it's like, I know that so many people look up to me, you know, as a role model Mm -hmm. and somebody that they might be aspiring to be or, you know, aspiring to do some of the things that I'm doing. And so I just love sharing the behind the scenes of stuff because it's like, I think that this past seven months of quarantine and shutdown, I personally experienced this where it was like, I was kind of waiting for things to go back to normal, right? So it's like, when is my workload going to calm down? Or, oh, you know, like, I think the big complaint or the big frustration I've had is I was putting out so much YouTube content and I was putting out so much content that I really love creating. And I love filming. I love the editing. You know, I love putting it out there. And it was like the past seven months, I don't have space 
to that anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it's getting dramatically trying to, okay, you know, can we bring on more people to Paragon training methods? Okay. Like, can I bring on help in these departments? It's like, even with bringing on people, I'm just at such a different type of workload and such a different capacity of workload. Cause it's like, I don't even remember when we podcasted, but it was like, I know that at the beginning of shutdown, I podcasted with Lindsay Matthews of BirthFit. And so I remember saying something and they're like, oh yeah, you know, we have 1600 people that follow our stuff. And it's like, quarantine has gifted us <laughs> this massive community of people. And so suddenly we're up to 2200 plus people, yeah. right? And so that's where I say it's just a totally different thing where it's like, man, it's not even a matter for me. Of, oh, I'm a big fan of vocabulary. So I don't have time for this, or I don't have space for this, or I prioritize it. It's like, I literally actually cannot find the hours in the day. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know how many people do content, but it's like, that video might only be 10 or 15 minutes. And that's like days of filming, oh God, and yeah. days of editing, and, and days of doing all the things. It's like, I just cannot even prioritize those hours anymore. And so it's frustrating because like I said, I'm like, how do I get back there? And recently it was like, maybe I'm never going to get back there. Maybe this is the time that I do hire a full-time videographer or whatever. But so I needed to get out some feelings on Sunday. And so it was like every Sunday to my mailing list, I always send either posts on Instagram that I really love that I think, you know, people need to see, or um, I'll share podcasts or just this and that. So always try to make it super value added so that regardless of who it is that opens it, you know, you're going to find a little piece that you resonate, appreciate, whatever. And so I just kind of shared my feelings because again, it's like we have done such a great job of continually pivoting, continually creating workout programs so that people can still get their fitness. You know, it's like people are seeing that second wave now where they suddenly can't go back to the gym or you know, whatever. So every three weeks, I feel like I'm taking some work component that we just, you know, completely revamped. It's like, okay, light it on fire, refresh, <laughs> pivot. And so many things, I think on the apparel side, I love creating the apparel. I love putting it together, but the past seven months of warehouses are closed. So we can't get the specific style of shirts that we want, or we can't get them in the colors we want, or, you know, we'll like lay out an entire apparel launch and then actually check inventory on everything. And it'll be like, oh, great. Well, scrap that idea. So it's just how many times can I start over on this product launch before I want to pull up my hair, like go Britney Spears 2007, shave my head. I decided on Sunday to just share a little behind the scenes because I do know, again, it's like on that surface value, if you just occasionally check in on social media, be like, man, here she is with another apparel launch. Man, they're dropping another new thing. Oh my God. And so it's just being real. And I got so many personal emails back from people that everything as short and sweet is like, oh my God, thank you for making me feel really seen and not alone. Like I totally resonate this with some really cool just stories of people sharing just how much they appreciate me always just being authentic, you know, always sharing that side of the hustle. Because again, it's just so easy to get caught in the comparison trap. And it's like, yes, I'm doing all these great things. But yes, it also does come at the cost of mental health and the self-care game well, has been very hard to balance. Like, so, yeah, yeah, the burnout is real. And like, I think what people don't see is that things are just going so fast. They're going so fast and you get an idea and you're like, let's execute, boom, boom, boom. And you just keep going. Especially when you, you, know, you have multiple <laughs> ventures, like I have multiple businesses, you yes. know, you have all this stuff going and then suddenly you're like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just swinging from tree to tree here, going on to the next thing. And I just realized I booked three things on a launch week. And suddenly it's like a big dumpster fire of fuck. (laughs) Yes. Well, and it's so hard. Like when you have that realization, you might know the bus is on fire and you're like, but hey, this launch is coming on Sunday. Keep going. And it's like, I feel like the past seven months has been bouncing the extremes of doing fine, not doing fine, not doing fine. It's like finding that middle ground is so hard because again, if you're on a specific timeline, it's really hard to be like, oh, actually I need to take a day off the internet and I need to not work today. And for me, it's like, I notice my self-care game is in the trash. If suddenly my place, like I rent a little condo in Austin, Texas. And so it's like, I'm a very tidy person. So if I come home and actually acknowledge, why does it look like a bomb blew up in here? (laughs) And like, that's when I know, right? So it was like Monday, actually this week, we drove downtown. And so we're filming product shots. We had another model, then we had to do stuff with me. And then we had to actually get the product shots. And it was like Monday afternoon. And I got back from the gym, walked in the house and I was just like, LCK, like, (laughs) what are we doing? Because like I said, it was just, oh, there it is. Cool. Great. Okay. Awesome. And it's just that weird sensation of like you're walking on eggshells, but you're also on this bus that you don't know how to get off of. Because again, it's like for me, the reality of the situation is today, actually, a couple days later, I'll get back all the product pictures and photos. And then now until basically Sunday, the next few days, it's like, okay, like now the real stress starts, you know, because you get everything for a product launch initially set up and then you're just twiddling your thumbs. And I don't know if you can speak to this, but I feel like no no matter how prepared we are for a product launch, a couple of days leading up to it are just, you know, chaos. I haven't mastered the equation on how to make that better, but it's just part of the territory. It's part of the fun. You know, I, I choose to do these things to myself, but <laughs> also want to like mutually punch myself in the face. It's funny because for me, healthcare has to be like a really integrated kind of different thing. It's not a bubble bath for me. I don't have to try. I'm not like, okay, I need to try and be nice to myself. I need to try and do this like thing. I went to the beach with my husband for a couple of days. And it was funny because some of my clients, some of the girls were like, don't you reply to messages and you stay off the phone. And I was like, darling, (laughs) I cannot do that. Me being here... And me spending the time and taking those little pockets where I'm off my phone and taking those time where, you know, I'm at dinner and I'm present, that is the self-care. Feeling my toes in the sand and laying in the sun and listening to country music and singing along like on the beach while the wind throws sand at my face, (laughs) that is self-care for me. And then when I'm done that and we wrap up and go to the hotel room to get changed or something, I'm checking my phone and I'm making sure the fires are not getting too big. And it's a balance. Like it's not a kumbaya, perfect, I'm so balanced that people think is achievable. It's more of like a, what's the biggest fire? (laughs) How much water do I have? And what's next after that? And then is there time between this fire and that fire and this fire to like go over here and do this other shit that I need to do for me? Or, you know, people, my husband, happy with me. <laughs> and then, totally. Well, because it's like society says that self-care is manicures and massages and like you said, bubble baths and spa days. Mm-hmm. And bitches, self-care is like 
prioritizing the time monthly to go get your blood work drawn to check mm. on your thyroid level if you have issues or mm. it's noticing that you know hey i'm not sleeping super well at night i'm starting to have some weird symptoms my sex drive is gone like i should really go do some hormone testing with my doctor and check and make sure everything's under the hood or i think for years i always said like meal prepping and i don't mean meal prepping in terms of hi i cook and perfectly portion out all of my foods in right. little rectangles disclaimer that used to be me at some point mm-hmm. but self-care is prioritizing time to go to the grocery store to buy high quality foods and have them readily available to you in a way that's easily accessible so it's like again if anybody follows me it's like <laughs> cooking has been canceled in 2020 <laughs> like if i cannot stick it in my microwave it's just not happening <laughs> So I've actually like hacked the system. You know, we found organic gluten-free chicken nuggets. We found like an amazing steak tri-tip at Costco that I can shove in the oven. But again, you know, it's like that's self-care versus maybe being in that scramble where you're like, oh, fuck, I don't have food. I'm just going to go through a drive-thru. Or it's the little things of really taking care of yourself. And even I would venture to say going to bed at night (laughs) is like self-care, right? So it's like even I recently hired a business coach just to have like additional support and somebody to lean on and stuff like that. And so it's so funny. People think that if you hire a nutrition coach or you hire a business coach or whatever, that you're going to get into all this sexy stuff. And like, I swear to God, Crystal, like the first week goal was, Hey, so I want you to write down your schedule right now. So like, what time are you going to the gym? What time are you waking up? What time are you going to bed? You know, all that stuff. Really? And then my goal for week one, because literally I was all over the place where it was like, I'm not going to bed at midnight I might go to bed at 9 30 like like pick one you know and so literally I paid thousands of dollars to hire a business coach and she told me to go to bed at night right but that is it's self-care because again if you're only sleeping five or six hours you can't have a good day like you're already starting your day on empty right Mm -hmm. so it's like those little things of I think for sure one thing and I'll claim like I don't do it daily I wish I could get into it but it's just if I'm feeling very overwhelmed by something like I've gotten into journaling about it and it's just like open up a notebook you know I might have one or two questions that's just (laughs) again just word vomit your feelings like no judgment no anything and just getting those out on paper getting to return to a little bit later a few hours when you're like oh okay things are actually fine just need to get out of the system but it's like those are the things that are self-care is really returning to the foundations and I think that especially if we get this message of the Gary V hustle grind 24-7 entrepreneur I think right now I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle I love that she hammers this but like she talks so much about Our society encourages women that once they have children, that children become their entire world and to give up your identity and that it's totally acceptable to stop taking care of yourself. And so it's like, that was always one thing when I was working one-on-one with nutrition clients is like helping them kind of take back their power. And again, you have that idea yeah. if I'm on an airplane, we put on our mask before we put on masks for other people, like, right? Legit um, the same shit for business owners. Cause I have this new program that's really geared towards women who own a business and have all the things. And they're like, I'm just so busy. And it just goes back to that prepping yourself and setting yourself up for the week and having something to grab rather than being like, ah, fast food. But I had that analogy the other day because I'm like, you have 10 people around you that you love more than anything. 
and you have yourself and the masks come down and you're fumbling with the mask to get on like the first two to three people. And then guess what? Those seven, those next seven gone and you gone when you could have put on your own mask and then taken care of all of those people and had the energy and the wherewithal to do it. And you'll be better for them. Like that's what I want to get through people's head. Cause if you don't want to be better for you, okay, fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. But if you're so worried about taking care of your business and your clients and your kids and your husband and all of these people around you who need you, if you take care of yourself first, then you have the resource to spread that to other people. And it is going to be the hill I eventually die on. (laughs) I will die there. (laughs) Well, because it is, man. It's so wild because it's helping people take back their power because we're told all these things matter so much. And it's like, I think especially as I'm starting to grow a team and have people working for me, it's like recently, you know, I had one of our people texting me up Friday night. You know, it's like 9.30, 10 p.m. Like, hey, there's no nutrition emergencies. Like, there's not. So like as a client, right? If you text me on a Friday night, I'm not answering you. Or same thing, you know, it's like, especially in a Facebook group, there are no emergencies. There just isn't. And I think that that goes for fitness. That goes for so many things in life. Like we actually had an interesting one recently where the app that we use to host our software, something happened to our account. And so we didn't have access. Basically anyone paying for a program didn't have access from like 7.30 PM up until 10 AM the next day. And it's frustrating because it's like, we can't do anything about that other than obviously contact them and be like, Hey, fix our shit. Please and thank you. <laughs> I'm watching this thread in our Facebook group and it's people being like, oh my God, can you please send me the workout programming for X date? And it's like, guys, same thing. Take the day off the gym, go for a run. <laughs> like my friend Alex and I actually went for like a five-mile run that morning just because they're like, dude, it's beautiful outside. Like, let's get outside. Yo, let's run. But people cling to that security. And so it's like when something doesn't go that way, and maybe too, it's just again, like being at the tail end seven months of just continually looking at the world around us and being like, what is happening? <laughs> I think I've seen a couple of memes actually that had me dying where it was like, I would feel like laying out all the months. And so it would be like January, February, March, hot March, really, really hot March. And you're like, but for real? Yes. Like this has been the longest year of our lives. And I'm pretty sure this is so true. by at least like five to seven years. Like God bless. <laughs> For real. And it's just going and going and going. I do want to back up to where you were talking about journaling, because I think it's really important for people to honor their feelings. And I think we have this kind of, I'll deal with it later. Go, go, go. I don't want to feel that. Like that's uncomfortable sort of going on when we have uncomfortable or upsetting feelings. And I think like you said, you know, if journaling is not your thing, screaming into a pillow is a great way to just kind of ah, release it, you know, I mean, and honoring it. If you need to like take 10 minutes to just have a good cry or to maybe just say out loud how you feel, it is so healing to your system to just do that and honor it and then move on with your day, you know? Well, I know like with my business coach, we were kind of talking about this because she's known me for quite a few years now. And so I used to be the person that I just had a lot of trauma in high school, in college, like even growing up with two divorced parents, you know, abusive relationship for some reasons, just like a lot of 
unusual or major things that, you know, most people probably don't experience. And so it was like, (laughs) for so many years, I, A, like never went to therapy because I was under, but I still feel like it's a very big stigma where it's like therapy and counseling is for people that are really fucked up. Like I'm not Mm. fucked up, so I don't need to go. Disclaimer, everybody should be going to therapy and counseling. There's no excuse after 2020 because this whole (laughs) COVID-19 has been trauma for every single fucking person I know, just so we're clear. But, you know, it's like for so many years, I ran from my feelings and it's like, how did I manage it? Is it's like, well, I went to CrossFit endlessly and I just smashed myself in workouts. And it was like, if I didn't leave myself on the floor rolling around, like if I didn't leave the gym dripping in sweat and if I didn't feel like I was dead inside, that was like how I emotionally processed everything. And so I think that that's again where it's been three years actually since I just had shoulder surgery and so I just celebrated my kind of anniversary Having surgery and being forced to have coping mechanisms outside of exercise, you know, because it's like, oh, exercise is therapy. It's like, no, it's actually not. That's it's called pressing intention. pause on your feelings. Like yeah. that's running from your feelings. That's not handling your shit. If you're stuck in your feelings with food, like, yeah, eating is good and you should eat and feel your body. But when you're <laughs> eating your feelings, the intention is different. And therefore, you know, same thing with drinking, excessive working yes. out. There are so yes. many things that we can do to just numb out our feelings. Like people are like, but it's a healthy way, but it's not. No. So I think one of the things that my business coach and I were celebrating was something in my personal life was going on. And I just gave myself permission to fucking sit with it. And <laughs> just like, we always kind of set like an intention word where every Monday when she talks to the clients, who are you going to be this week? Or what's your phase, you know, your mantra for the week. And so it was like, when we had our business call, the word we came back to was surrender. Cause it was like, I was getting so tied up emotionally. It was like, there was nothing I could do. And so I just let myself, you know, it's like, I gave myself permission to cry about it. I gave myself permission to talk to some friends, fucking vent and just emotionally process it. And that was such a big deal for me because I used to be the person where it's like, I never had any emotional response. It was like under the rug, under the rug. And then it was kind of like, I don't know if growing up, you would take Mentos and put them in Diet Coke and then like (laughs) shake it up in the two liter and then you run away and be like, oh my God, and watch explode. But it's like, that's how my emotional capacity used to be. And so just taking time to acknowledge, huh, look at you go. Like, I know that seems like a weird thing to celebrate, but it really is because again, you know, it's like when I spent so many years just being numb and finding ways to numb feelings and finding Mm. ways to run away from them just from, you know, rather than handling my stuff. It's like, that's a really, really big, you want to talk about like non-scale victory, right? (laughs) Actually, yes. It totally is. I've been going through this healing journey the last six or seven months. I started this program in January so I can lead others through it eventually. It's insane just how much being aware of yourself and separating yourself from your thoughts and identifying with every thought in your head and like listening to your body and listening to your intuition and feeling into the shitty feelings and feeling into the good feelings. And I'm like, I'm a completely different person. I was seven months ago, just from honoring my body and my feelings and allowing myself to feel through them instead of trying "Ah, to get rid of it, you know? And so many people, it's so funny because it's like, you'll see this so often with people that's like, 
Oftentimes when people are having the really bad body image spirals, like it's totally normal to just have a bad body day yeah. where it's like everything you put on, you're like, I hate this on me. <laughs> I look terrible. And you know, just that spiral, right? And so it's like, if you can pay attention more often than not, when you're going through that spiral of saying not nice things about yourself and just nitpicking at your body and hating what you see in the mirror, it is not a coincidence that it's showing up at times that there's probably also a lot of stress going on mm. in your plate. And so it's like, for me, I usually notice it on a consistent basis and it's always right before we have apparel launches because it's usually like, you know, week before is when we get the finalized product, we're going out to shoot it. We're trying so hard to offer a variety of styles for all body types and shapes and sizes and all that stuff. And so it's like, when we very first started apparel, it was so easy because it was like, hi, we have three things. And now (laughs) it's like, okay, we have two unisex tees, we have two unisex tanks, we have two crop tanks, we have two hoodies, we have two crop, you know, so it's like suddenly we have to shoot anywhere from 10 to 15 items and it just gets to be a lot. And it's not a coincidence that those are the same times that I'm starting to spiral and it's like, I look terrible. Oh my God, why is my body like this? I hate my body. And so being able to press pause on that for a minute and really acknowledge like, where's that coming from, right? And being like, hey... First of all, is this true? Because 10 times out of 10, I always get the pictures back from Rachel, our photographer, and I'm spiraling on the set. And, you know, she keeps showing me what the pictures look like. I'm like, oh, can we shoot this again? I just, uh, you know, every time I get the pictures back and I'm like blown away by how I look, right? But in that moment, (laughs) it's just, again, it's the stress. It's knowing we're on a timeline. It's knowing that I have five quadrillion things that are going on. And so just being able to be aware of that fact alone will change someone's life because being able again to just say, is this really about my body or am I taking all this outside stress and emotion and energy and then am I dumping it on myself? And like I said, it's like 10 times out of 10 every single time. It's not about your body. It's about things that are happening in your real world, in your space that you're projecting onto yourself and self-inducing. I mean, I'm totally like that. I'll look in the mirror and be like, L, you know, because there's other shit going on. I'm like, why do I look this way today? And I look the same, you know? Or you have me and your DMs being like, oh my God, I love this on you. Like, <laughs> Number one fan, <laughs> hype woman. <laughs> I know, you're like, oh my God, you look good and everything. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep you in my closet. Just like open the door. <laughs> but there's such a distinction between real and true. Are these feelings real? Yes. <laughs> Are they true? No. (laughs) I think like I want to shout out, side note, if people need a good gentleman, a good man to follow, I feel like I always get female recommendations on accounts to follow, but my best friend is Alex Q. Macklin on Instagram, but I'm just so grateful for him because we've been like quarantine buddies. So it's like, I really haven't seen a whole lot of people the past seven months just because I have trust issues with everybody. And like, I see them out on Instagram, you know, floating on the river with five Kajun people, whatever. I just appreciate him so much. I do. Like if I'm ever having a bad body day or having just one of those spirals, it's like, sometimes he just looks at me and it'll be like shut the fuck up (laughs) like sometimes it's just very straightforward and then other times I feel like he always just knows the questions to ask where again it's like 
why do you think that? Where is this coming from? Because I'm not seeing it, right? So it's just like, I just hope that everybody out there has a BFF like that, that can just like either A, call you on your bullshit or B, just be that counterbalance. Because again, I think with body stuff, like people are just more prone to keeping it to themselves selves or I think that a lot of times like hateful or hurtful comments come from the people that we love the most whether that's family you know whether Mm -hmm. that's significant others or even the number of unsolicited comments that women get from other women and it has nothing to do ever with you but everything to do with that person and like their own body images right so it's like my mom used to be like the (laughs) my mom's name is Karen (laughs) actual her actual name is Karen it's my mother name and I'm like I'm sorry I'm sorry but like she would do that where it was even at the peak of competing at CrossFit regionals and being at peak fitness my health and like being so strong so awesome and it was like the comments from her would always be like man your arms are really manly like do you like looking like this and again it had nothing to do with me it was own weird reflections that are getting dumped on you the body comments from other people like i need that shit to go with covid like yeah it's like get out please leave it always makes me so mad, especially because like I'm friends with people who've got hundreds of thousands of followers, which the more people you have, apparently the less certain people believe you have feelings and yes. they can say whatever they want to you. And it always amazes me that people feel like they can comment on someone else's body, like their opinion and it's welcome. It's not like, just don't. I love our Facebook group, the Rebel Babe Cave group, Rebellia, because it is like, we are your hype women. If you're feeling some (laughs) kind of way about your body and our clothes, like post yourself and you will get a list of chicks that are like, oh my God, you look like fire. Like... And my employee and I will sit there, we'll literally send screenshots of a girl's back and forth. She'll be like, have you seen this yet? Oh my God, she looks amazing. It's real, you know, it's legit. We will hype you up if you feel bad, just like Alex. (laughs) We're your girls. 100. And that's Paragon too. It's like, I think the one I always like, my heart just sinks is there's a sector of women where it's like when we're really tall, we're like five, seven, five, eight, you know, Mm -hmm. five, nine, maybe six foot. And there's that weird stigma where when women, weigh 200 pounds or maybe more that they start having a weird spiral and it's like they can be so strong so amazing looking but for some reason there's something there where people see that 200 number and they freak out or maybe um, I see this a lot too when women get pregnant so obviously you know again we might gain 20 30 40 pounds and same thing maybe Mm -hmm. we suddenly hit that number having to freak out of oh my god I weigh 200 pounds and it's just so cool because it's like the other day we had somebody she's super strong she's super badass and she's super tall and she was like guys this is 200 pounds and my whole life I've told myself a certain narrative about this number Mm. and I'm taking this number and this narrative and I'm taking it behind the barn and telling it to go to hell right so it's (laughs) like there's so many things I think another struggle that breaks my heart every time I hear about it but when people make comments to women and the comment sounds something like oh, so when is your baby due? Or, oh my God, I didn't know you were expecting. And it's like, 
Oh, like I'm going to give a 1% time that maybe it's appropriate to comment on a woman's body. And I would say we are clearly nine months pregnant and about to burst. And it's very definitive. But again, as women, it's like, Hey, we drew the short end of the stick. We've got a lot of reproductive organs in our midsection. So that's naturally where we're going to carry the most body weight. And, you know, again, like hormone imbalances love that shit. Cortisol loves that shit. So we're going to be more prone to carrying weight there. It doesn't matter the comments you make. I think another one is when people make the, oh, you lost weight. You look great. Oh, like, can we not acknowledge people's greatness in ways that have nothing to like why do we always have to fixate on appearance because again you don't know if that person got there in a healthy way like maybe I've had that so many times with clients where they went through a divorce and then they haven't been eating and so they lose 10 20 30 pounds over the course of however many months or maybe it's like they're going through some gut health stuff or maybe they just found out they have an autoimmune condition or an underlying issue you know, maybe they went through chemo treatments. Like there's never a good way to congratulate weight loss. So I need the congrats to go. I need the comments about maybe being pregnant. I need that to go. It's so societal though. And when you're in the fitness bubble, like we are, (laughs) we get to see diet culture and all of this damaging shit go on and actively battling that. Like I said the other day on my stories, I was like, look, I don't give a shit how many other nutrition coaches or people who coach this that are healthy and are great because we need more of them. Like we do. But outside the bubble, it's a different world. Like people don't see those damaging things. They don't understand even like lifting weights. It's tough. And where I feel like I'm venturing outside of the bubble to reach more of those people if you can catch them before they get someone who messes them up, <laughs> then yes, if their goal is to lose weight, they're going to lose the weight, but they're also like getting a better relationship with food. They're getting yes. a better relationship with body. And it's like all of the good things and not just congratulations. You lost 20 pounds in five minutes. Crap. And you worked out for 75 days in a row. The you did day you hard. Know. Can we end that? Can we like start a campaign to end the 75 day hard? If I hear one more person be like, I'm doing the 75 day hard. I'm going to lose it. Cannot. What's wild, Crystal, is because I'm not shy. Like I'm such an Enneagram 8. I just don't give a fuck. And so if I'm annoyed about something, like I love posting about it. And I made a post regarding 75 days hard and I had to delete it because (laughs) of course it spirals into 300, 400 comments deep and people are tagging Andy Frisella that started that. But people being like, oh my God, will it change my life? And it's like, hey, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat and there's a lot of ways to get to that same outcome that you achieve that doesn't lead you. Cause it's like every single one of those people I'm like, Hey, for sure. Congrats that you lost the 20 pounds that you lost or you did whatever it is that like, you're super happy to take away from it. But what was the cost that that came with? Because how many of you are still working out seven days a week because you're terrified of gaining the weight back mm-hmm. or how many of you are now, you know, good foods and there's bad foods and you're terrified to eat. No cheating. Certain, yeah. Like certain groups. Here's you're you're still five habits that are all good for you separately and incrementally. So let's <laughs> shove them down your friggin' throat and to mm-hmm. do all at once right now. And guess what? If you make it to day 31 and you fuck up, well, you failed. Like, <laughs> 
It reminds oh, me. Good. It's like the exercise version almost of like, do you remember? I think in my lifetime I've done two or three different whole 30 attempts. And this was back in 2012. I do think that it's a really great protocol if you are struggling, you know, with food sensitivities and you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what shit's broken or whatever. But it's like, I think that present day, there's so many more resources and guidance and grace around the whole topic. But it's like, in 2012, Whole30 was like, no grains, no alcohol, no fun, no sugar, you know, whatever. At the time... People are uh, eating like 40 sweet potatoes, so they have energy. Oh, yeah, like my meal would be like organic, gluten-free, whatever the fuck me, and three <laughs> tomatoes. Now, like I could do it because I'm better educated on all of that. But it was like, I would make it until day 10 or 11 because... I'd start to feel like shit. That was 11 days of not eating enough food and all this stuff. So it's so hard in the nutrition, fitness, and wellness space because people love challenges. And it's like, I don't give a fuck what you can do for 30 days, yeah. assuming you make it. If you hit 31 and you're like, oh, well, um, I've been carb cycling for the past month. Now I'm going to go smash the Krispy Kreme donuts and, <laughs> and you know, they end up gaining back all this weight or, or you know, whatever it is. I hate it because the not sexy stuff doesn't sell. So right, no. we end up popularizing again, just you all of these stupid challenges. <laughs> yeah, that package of consistency and patience. <laughs> And accuracy and mm, being flexible and you can't package that up in a challenge and like sell it (laughs) because people feel like it has to be painful. It has to be at high cost. It has to be, I have to cut all this out. I have to do this every single day. I have to all this raw, hardcore, and it also has to be quick. So if it's not super fast, I lost 10 pounds in 10 days or you know, I saw this incredible result. Like people don't buy into it. They're like, there's no way I want it now. And I know that in order to have it quick and have it now, it has to suck really bad. It doesn't have to be that way. You're so spot on. Cause I always check out what other people are doing, right? Like I'm always curious on like, how people price their products or if I spend X dollars with X person on the internet, what does that get me and stuff Mm. like that? And there's one challenge out there where it's basically 30 days of I want every single meal to basically have one ingredient each. So it's like a protein, a carb, a fat, a vegetable. And so it's like very straightforward. And even that, it sends me back into being 21 or 22 and like back to my eating disorder days. Because again, I get the premise of it. I understand why your gut health would improve when, you know, we're taking out all of the chemicals and ingredients and keeping things really simple. But it was like, I can't even get started on day three of that. Like, I'm not here for that. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) I guess I have no willpower or motivation. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm having the tacos. Like, if that's what I want. There's too much extremism out there and it's just really unfortunate. And that's why I will cheerlead the hell out of anyone else who is trying to fight this from the bottom up, you know, and not shaming people for quote unquote failing or falling off plan. I mean, anytime any of my clients, they go off plan, it's like they get a pat in the butt and just get back on it. It's fine. Like it's just food, man. If it's like a consistent, they're just like not following their plan. Okay, well, what can we do here? Because there has to be some level of discipline and respect, but also you want that flexibility of living your life and not having a cookie and like wanting to swan dive after it. 
Side note, I don't know if you saw, but I was scrolling the gram the other day. Like, you know, when you just go down a wormhole and you're like, oh my God, how do we end up here? But I was seeing something about how school systems in some state were wanting to implement something where children in school would basically have to weigh themselves like the first day of school and then the last day of school. It was some measure to, again, because like we're seeing obviously child obesity go up because we're all, you know, fucking hermits in our houses <laughs> right now. And, you know, all this stuff. I'm just like, who is making these rules and legislation? Because this is back to when I was burning down the internet because it was like Weight Watchers came up with some weight loss app for children where it was literally targeted towards little tiny humans and encouraging them to lose weight and encouraging them to take transformation photos and all that stuff. And I'm just like, maybe 20, 20 is the year I like just go back to the people that have the burner phones so that like you can call them and they can't get text messages. They don't get social media. They don't get news updates. I feel like the deeper I get in 2020, the rot runs deep in the pizza, man. There's too many things. It's like whack-a-mole. Like there's too many things. Like you got to pick a struggle and (laughs) like work on it or it's going to be a shit show. It already is. What do you want to leave us with? If there's one thing you could tell the woman listening to this right now, what do you want to leave her with? I think I would just leave somebody listening to this podcast with the concept of grace and really like really embracing it because I think that we go through seasons, right? And so it's like we're in a season where there's just so many things that we can't control them. And I think that we're still seven months in getting so many messages of you've never had more time than ever to take hold of your nutrition and you've never had more time to meal prep and you've never had more time to work out. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Becky. Like also every woman in me is tired and I don't have children. And I, like, oh. I have a dog, I live alone and my little <laughs> empathetic sponge is fucking overwhelmed at seven months, you know? And so just acknowledging that this is a season and that like, eventually this will pass and we'll get back to some semblance of a normal life. I do believe that's probably not ever going back to what things were, but you know, it's going to be different, but it's just like acknowledging what things can you take a hold of that aren't going to kill you either. And again, if seven months of quarantine can take me from, I take food porn pictures for the internet down to if I can't microwave it, I'm not eating it. Um, <laughs> this is going to look different for everybody, but How do you find peace right now? And how do you find ways to just make things better? And so for me, it's like, that looks like a disclaimer for anybody that doesn't follow me on social media. It's like, I run two very big platforms. Again, you know, we have a massive community. And so it's like, I just get dealt so many people's emotions and feelings and and concerns and stuff like that. And so it's like, I'm constantly trying to not let my cup over here be broken and sad and empty. For me, that looks like I'm posting less and less to social media. And it might just be, you know, I'm posting three days a week and that's all I have time for. And that's totally okay. On Instagram stories, I used to get hundreds of DMs every single day. And Instagram has a way where you can set your stories so that you can only receive responses from people that follow you. Mm. And if they go to my homepage, like anybody can still message me. But that way I'm not getting a barrage of DMs where it's like, 
oh my God, where is your rug from? I'm obsessed with this (laughs) mascara. Like it kind of helps filter out some of the noise in that way where it's like, I think now I'm getting directed the more questions because again, they got to work for it a little, but it's like just also giving myself grace where it's like, we have to have more days that we just turn off our phone or even, you know, I posted in our Facebook group the other day and it was just like, Hey guys, it's launch week. I've got a lot going on. So like, you might not see my face a ton in the group. Like you need me, holler, but I'm just going to be a little removed from kind of my normal habits. And so just finding ways to give myself a little more grace, a little more mental clarity and really just be okay with, again, is there going to be a season again where I get back to the YouTube content, I get back to video content, I get back to doing all these other things that I do still really enjoy Totally. But it's like right now we're just kind of doing, you know, I say the bare minimum, which is still a lot, but kind of like you were saying, you're like, what are the big fires that I can put up still keep the business running, (laughs) you know, keep grooving. And so for those people listening, you know, it's like, again, right now, a lot of people, we're kind of seeing a second roll of unemployment stuff has come to an end for a lot of people. A lot of people are starting to lose their jobs now, even Mm -hmm. though they've been safe the past seven months and you know, we're starting to see layoffs and cut hours and stuff like that. Obviously, kids are going back to school. So we're playing the, do I send my kids to school, daycare, whatever, or, you know, so it's like, again, hey, what are the core tenets of the things I need to do to help myself feel good and feel great and just be able to show up my best during this weird ass time? And so for me, I think the one thing I've always been really great at is my gym time is non-negotiable. Like I don't give a fuck if like the world is burning down today. Like if I need to cancel calls, if I need to move things around, like my ass is going to the gym. And so it's like, what are your non-negotiables that are like that? And then prioritize around those. And again, maybe for right now, it's just, I want to work out two to three times a week. I want to have some food ready and that's enough. Like that is enough racket, you know? Yeah. The grace. We're not superhuman. It'd be cool, but we're not. <laughs> I mean, I try really hard to be Wonder Woman and 2020 is showing me <laughs> if I thought I was, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I know you're insanely busy. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so happy that our paths crossed and I just had to get mushy with you really fast. But no, I, I adore love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Crystal. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self-Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.